Good evening and a very warm welcome to you wherever you may be. Um, it is episode 52 of the Football Outwear Show. It's a big one tonight. It's going to be a huge one and um, bringing, bringing it live as he does every week alongside me, Craig Filer. Good evening, Craig. How are you? Good evening, Tonchi. Good evening, listeners. Hope everybody's well. Everybody's had a great week. And uh, had a more more importantly, Tonch had a fantastic first weekend of football last, uh, oh, last weekend. Oh, how good was it? How good was it? It's hectic. It's crazy. We've got the NPL. We've got the state leagues. We've got the women's Nike FC Cup, NPL juniors at the moment. Um, it's all happening in the community side of things. Hasn't even started. That'll happen after Easter. But mate, I'm telling you, and like I'm telling everyone else, I'm not complaining. Are you? No, absolutely no, absolutely not. Look, last week was uh, was fantastic. You know, it was um, it was just nice to get back out and see proper football. Um, you know, all day Saturday, all oh. day Sunday, um, seeing you know the the junior MPL uh, boys uh, playing on Sunday in horrendous weather, and you know, conversely, you look at Saturday and it was twenty seven degrees, and uh, you know we're out there in the sun all day. But yeah, who cares about the rain? It was uh, good to see the football back. Absolutely. Victoria has got perfect weather if we're going to compare ourselves to some of our northern states. Absolutely. Um, well, we better not speak too soon. We did that with regards to lockdown and, and look where that got us. So hopefully it's all smooth sailing in many, many ways. Tonight, restrictions get further eased. So that is no that, – that means now that fans across Victoria have got no excuse to turn up to the games in their thousands. Yeah. And um, tonight, mate. It all gets kicked off um, up at um, uh, Oakley Cannons when they take on the West's Green Gully. That's a big game. And we'll be later on crossing over to one of our good buddies, our old panel operator from the old Football Nation radio days, Josh Parrish, who's going to be commentating that. I'm looking forward to catching up with um, Josh. Yeah. Uh, albeit, um, over the... the, the um, I don't know, the screens, I suppose. Yeah, no, it'll be good to speak to him. I've spoken to him for a while, I'm sure, if, if we can get a word in Edgeways, because he is at Oakley Cannons, and uh, you know what they do at Oakley Cannons, Tonch? Eight Suvalakis, and apparently yeah, very, very good ones. on his third by now. But, uh, <laughs> if, if you ever get a chance to go to Oakley, you must try the Suvalaki. They are the, the best Suvalaki I've ever, I've ever, I've ever tasted. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, mate, we've got some great guests. When we say guests, we've got heaps <laughs> of guests. Tonight, who have we got on the show a little later on, and who who should we just uh, be excited and salivating over the prospect of talking to them about the weekend action? Yeah, look, we're trying to mix it up a little bit this week, Tonch, um, and trying to give some uh, some focus on on girls and, and ladies football, especially with it uh, being the the Nike FC um, uh, Cup weekend as well. Um, yeah. So we've got um, Galaxy United uh, head coach uh, Rob Kasher, who's uh, who's going to join us shortly. Um, and then we've got uh, Ivan Herceg, who's the North Geelong Warriors um, ladies coach. North Geelong Warriors um, played in the Geelong Community League for a, for a number of years, and and this year have uh, have got an opportunity to step back into state league state league football. So it'd be really interesting to get his take on that. They have a big game coming up on the weekend in the night cup. Um, against uh, our next um, um, guest, who is uh, Louis Trzeszewski, who is the ladies' coach at Keelor Park. So we'll be having different views from uh, from both sides of the fence as they uh, they look forward to their weekend. Then we'll cross over to see, speak to Josh. 
and hopefully everything's uh, over, everything's well with uh, with Josh. And then finally, we're going to go back into men's football and we're going to speak to the president of Altona East Soccer Club, Lee Cara, who's going to come on and talk to us about everything going on involved in uh, Altona East Soccer Club. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Big shout out to our episode sponsor tonight. It's Sunbury Elite Indoor Sports. Paul de Blasi, very, very well-known man around um, Sunbury um, United's uh, football club and also in the Sunbury community. Um, big shout out to Paul. Also to our major sponsor for season 2021, the George Cross Football Club. Lots happening at the um, Georgies on Vista um, and the George Cross um, Fraser Rise ground this weekend. But, mate, let's get straight yes, into the... NPL results. So the NPL, um, geez, a lot was happening, and we're going to go straight into the NPL uh, NPL results. Um, there we go. Let's look. Let's look at some of the main main um, main. Hello. Yeah, you're back. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Sorry, you said. Uh, so, the, so the NPL results we got there on screen, Melbourne Knights defeating Hume City 3-0, the pick of the results there. That allowed the Knights, um, Craig, to go to the top of the ladder, and um, that's pretty good. Uh, that, you know, that's a pretty yeah. good kind of a, um, what's the word, um, a, a place to be if you're the Knights. There we go. There's the ladder. Yeah, look, I, I, um, I watched that game on uh, NPL Victoria, and um, I have to say it was a pretty drab match, to be fair. Um mm. However, the game turned with a sending off for Hume uh, Hume City in, uh, in it was a, it was around the 60th minute and uh, Knights obviously took advantage of that very very quickly and and ended up uh, running out three nil three nil winners so uh, Melbourne Knights onto a, a good start for the league. Um, Conversely, Hume City are probably not where they um, where they normally are down there in ninth, having only won one game out of the four games they played. So, um, Port Melbourne Sharks and South Melbourne um, a a scoreless draw. Green Gully uh, was a surprise one for me, Tonch. Um, was wasn't it? Well, yeah, they relinquished top spot with that loss. Yeah, they lost top uh, top spot, but they've got a, an opportunity to get back. Uh, Get back on top this evening with the with their uh, away game down at Oakley uh, Oakley Cannons, but um, you know Heidelberg two two wins on the bounce uh, after after beating uh, Altona Magic uh, the week before, which I was lucky enough to commentate on, and um, yeah they've uh, they've certainly got their mojo back and uh, won won their last two games. And um, look at that, Avondale destroying Dandenong City 4-1. Dandenong City on the foot of the ladder, but um, I guess more importantly from a Western Suburbs point of view. Avondale now um, moving up the ladder. Um, Altona Magic, there's some news there. Um, they lost to Oakley Cannons 1-0, but there's um, supposedly a little bit of turbulence off the field, Craig, and you know something that we don't. Yeah, well, look, it hasn't been officially announced, but, um, you know, um, rumours, um, and we'll say they are only rumours at this stage because it hasn't been officially announced, um, but um, Altona Magic um, released their coach um, after the defeat last weekend, John Markowski, after just four games has, uh, has been shown the door down there at, um, at Paisley Park, which is somewhat of a surprise um, given they're only four, four games in and the amount of players that have come through that club 
um, through pre-season. Um, you know, I think you'd be silly enough to think that it's going to gel straight away and, you know, they're going to win all the games. So I think it's a bit of a strange decision, but hey, I'm not the I'm not the guy that, um, that pumps well, them into the club. So Well, uh, maybe we can ask their near neighbour, um, the Paisley Park um, co-tenants, Altona East Phoenix. Their president will be on a little later on in the show, Lee Carra. So he might know something that's been happening over the neighbours' back fence. But uh, there's the ladder. The Knights on top. Green Gully second. Avondale FC third. St Albans Saints fifth. So the I just top- want to touch on that one, Tonch, because, again, they played last uh, last weekend and uh, I watched that game as well. And um, um, I have to say, you know, not many teams go to Bentley and get a result. Um, yeah. St Albans did a fantastic job of... You know, really causing Bentley problems. They got men behind the ball, looking for the uh, for the breakaway goal, which um, they had plenty of opportunities. Um, but fantastic result away to to Bentley Greens. And you know, we talk about St Albans at the start of the season, maybe having a real tough season because of all the uh, the changes at the club in terms of uh, faces on the field. But here we are after round four, and they're uh, they're sitting in a in a very healthy fifth place, Tonch. Yeah, absolutely. Which brings us now to the fixtures for um, uh, so top four out of the, the the four out of the top five sides are from the west. So go go the west. Um, there's the fixtures for tonight. Very very quickly, we'll talk about Oakley Cannons and Green Gully a little later on. The big one tomorrow, and Josh will also be giving us a bit of an insight into that because he is co- um, commentating on the um, three fifteen p.m. game at Avenger Park, Avondale versus the Knights. Um, and then straight after that, St. Albans at Churchill Reserve taking on the Eastern Lions. There's another opportunity for them to do really well. But look at that one at Paisley Park. Altona Magic against South Melbourne. Big big day of football coming up in the NPL competition, um, particularly for the Western Suburban teams, Craig. Yeah, and no, our very own Steve uh, Steve Curtin will be uh, be commentating on that uh, Magic South Melbourne game tomorrow evening. So uh, if you do want to uh, tune in, you can tune in via the MPL Victoria uh, Facebook page and they'll be streaming every game live um, starting this evening with the Oakley Cannons Green Gully game. Yeah, fantastic. All right, moving along to the um, uh, NPL 2 division. They played their first round last week, mate. Take us through some of the main results and then we'll look at the fixtures for this week. Yeah, uh, well, we'll just go through the results because there's not that many of them, Tonch. So, uh, Pascavale defeating uh, Moreland Zebras at home 3 0. Uh, Brunswick City uh, defeating uh, Moreland Zebras 2 1. Lam Warren uh, defeating uh, Manning and Blues 2 1 in the same scoreline. Uh, down at Elko Park, um, the Warriors. Uh, Drew three all with uh, with Northcote. Uh, Golden Valley Suns had a a two nil uh, victory at home to uh, FC Berlin Lions. And on Monday evening, Kingston City defeated Werribee City four one um, down at uh, down at Kingston Kingston Reserve. There fixtures for number for round two this coming up this weekend. The Moreland Zebras take on North Geelong Warriors. Now, Craig, um, that's going to be an interesting one because um, it's a bit of a chance for the Warriors to exact some revenge on the Zebras. Because last year in the FFA Cup, just prior to the Maybe COVID outbreak, or last year, yeah, um, the Zebras did defeat what the the Warriors two 0 in this um, in this fixture. So um, this will be an opportunity for the Warriors to exact some revenge on uh, on the Zebras. Dario Vidasic, ex Socceroo, has signed for the Zebras, um, adding a little bit of um, oh, I guess inter- international razzmatazz, I suppose, to that fixture. But uh, North Geelong Warriors, a very very young side. And uh, making his league debut, 
not his um, senior debut, but league debut for the North Geelong Warriors was one Luca Skorko, the famous, uh, the son of a famous um, ex-Socceroo Josip Skorko. Yeah, look, they are a very young squad, uh, North Geelong. Um, I think the average age is 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 less than twenty one, which is uh, which is phenomenal, really, when you think of senior football, especially at the MPL level of, of where they are. But um, yeah, Luke has been around for for a while around that senior setup. He's a very talented young lad, and um, you know uh, he he did very well actually last week. I'd probably have him in my top three players of uh, of the of the game last week. In it was a t- it was a tough game for them. Um, you know, being being one nil down very early and then clawing their way back into it, um, and and unfortunately uh, coming away with a probably a, a two points lost in uh, in the in the coach's eyes there. But yeah, tomorrow's game is going to be uh, um, an opportunity for for revenge from the FFA Cup round five uh, game from a few years ago uh, up there at CB Smith Reserve. Yeah, and uh, I guess the uh, the other point to make is that on Monday night, Bulleen Lions taking on Pasco Vale at the Veneto Club there uh, in Bulleen. That will be the televised game. Let's move along very quickly to some of the results in NPL 3, Craig. Yeah, look, we'll start off with a big one, um, and it's uh, if you haven't uh, if you haven't seen it, um, get get onto uh, the Preston uh, Preston F- uh, Lions Facebook page and uh, you know um, somebody posted on there. Um, you know it's 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 fantastic to see that club, and I haven't been privy to see them before in in at this level, um, but two and a half thousand um, at the game. Um, against Melbourne City, um, and what a fantastic, uh, what a fantastic first first result in in MPL football for for Preston Lions coming away with the two one home victory against uh, the probably much fancied Melbourne City Football Club. Tonge. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Josh Parrish was um uh, is, was involved with the Preston Lions in uh, from a, a podcast point of view. So he's, he's involved with their club podcast. So he'll be telling us a little bit more about it. But um, yeah, from from all accounts. It was yeah two and a half three thousand I heard up as as yeah. far as three thousand. Um, um, at the moment, one half of their grandstand has been demolished to make way for a multi-million dollar new facility. They've got brand new lights. They've got a brand new um, electronic scoreboard. Um, it, Preston is a club that doesn't belong in NPL three. They belong in NPL. Um, and the sooner they get up to um, NPL, the, the the better. But um, yeah, another big result there, Dubton. Um, 5-1 um, on the road to um, Whittlesea Rangers. Geelong, um, they were 2-0 down against North Sunshine Eagles, another newly promoted club out at St- um, that was at Stead Park, and they came back to win 4-2. So um, a great result there by um, another Macedonian-backed club in Geelong Soccer Club. Yeah, I think so, North, uh, North Sunshine had a player sent off as well, which probably... Yeah. So, but uh, fair play for them for coming back two 0 and and, uh, and finishing off with a with a four two win. So uh, turning our attention now to the um, fixtures. Now tonight, Springvale White Eagles take pre- take on Preston Lions at the City Vista Reserve. Um, don't know how that they managed that, but um, obviously for whatever reason, the ground was unavailable. And yeah, of course they moved their ground across across the um, across the city to uh, Caroline Springs, but. Uh, yeah, City Vista Recreational Reserve, home of our major sponsors, uh, Caroline Springs, George Cross, is going to play host to, I'm sure, that will attract a very, very big crowd tonight. Yeah, look, I would imagine there's going to be thousands up there watching that. And that is oh, yeah. the game on, um, on MPL Victoria this evening, Todd. So, again, if you're not lucky enough to get to uh, City Vista Reserve and you want to watch Preston um, live, then uh, tune in tonight on the MPL Victoria uh, page from 8.15. Right, eh? And look at that. 
the big A-League derby. Melbourne victory versus Western United, but it's the uh, next generation, I suppose. But uh, I'll tell you what, the way Melbourne victory are going at the moment in the A-League, there's probably half of that NPL3 team should be drafted into the uh, into the senior A-League side, Craig. No comment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely no I will, comment. Say, I will say on Western United last week, they uh, they came down, they were uh, losing at one point to, I think there was only about 10 minutes left to Box Hill um, and ended up, uh, winning their first competitive game in MPL, three two one. So great, uh, great start for last week's guest and uh, and obviously uh, Western United, Western United Football Club. Yeah. Now let's very very quickly let's have a look at State League One. We'll have a look at State League One and then maybe we might go to our first guest. Yeah. Um, but um, State League One. This is the one that that we've got a lot a lot of interest for because it's going to be a hotly contested one. There's four or five teams that could quite easily win this. And um, I guess, unfortunately, for a lot of the clubs, it's only one team that will get promoted into NPL 3. Yeah, at the moment, it's one club, Tom. Yeah. It could potentially go back to two, but at, at this moment, it is one, yeah. How, how would that happen if they have um, four teams relegated from NPL 3? Yeah, no idea at this stage. But... Or unless a couple of teams pull out. Yeah, yeah, no idea. Anyway, look at, let's looking at some of those results. Brimbank Stallions, 1-0 winners over Essendon Rawls. That would have been a, a tough game. Look at that. Caroline Springs, 2-0 winners over Sydenham Park. Both those teams are expected to do uh, um, really well. But I guess the one that was quite maybe surprises us all is um, Carrillo's performance where they probably should have. Um, they were 2-1 up um, and then Altona City equalised late. In the game, the game at Kim Reserve, but a lot of lot of pundits pundits expecting Corio to struggle, um, and in fact, we have got the Corio Soccer Club match analyst Joey Giacomazzo um, um, in the comments section, um, and he's a, a, an avid viewer of this show. But um, yeah, a pleasant surprise there, Craig. Maybe just maybe Corio might might do reasonably well. Yeah, look, they've uh, they brought in a few players over the last couple of weeks, which is uh, obviously going to help them. Um, yeah, we'll wait to see where, where how that how that goes. Uh, they've had a few players back from injury, so um, yeah, watch this space. But the other big one for me, and you certainly wouldn't um, you wouldn't be calling in for a tip if you're a, if you were a betting man, but you wouldn't be calling Paul Donnelly, who uh, was on the show last week and said it's a it's a it's a nailed on nil nil result for Yarraville against Banyul, yeah. um, which um, which. Uh, is a strange one because they actually scored two goals. So, um, oh, there you go. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, there's some very, very tight results there. There were no blowouts at all. Um, and the biggest winning margin in what? One, two, three, four of those games. Um, well, well, the biggest winning margin was Caroline Springs' 2 0 win over Sydenham Park. But in, um, in other games, it was only one goal. So let's quickly move along now to the fixtures. Um, Carayo taking on Clifton Hill in, the, in their first. Um, state one game at uh, Hume Reserve. Um, Yarraville taking on Eltona City. Banyul City um, hosting Sydenham Park. Uh, Caroline Springs, George Cross hosting Fitzroy City tomorrow at City Vista. So City Vista really is coming alive this weekend. Keelor Park at home to Essendon Royals and Whittlesea United um, hosting Brimbank Stallions. Mate, which one do you think is the pick of the bunch there? Yeah, there's some uh, there's some good games in there, Tonch. Uh, I'm going to go with the Yarraville Glory and um, Altona City, the um, the Hobson Bay Derby. Um, they always have a very very uh, fiery encounter. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be exactly the same tomorrow. So it'll be really interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a sneaky little bet for Yarraville to win that one two one. Excellent, that's a good one for me. I would have to say that 
Um, two teams that I think figure prominently um, will be Keelor Park and Essendon Royals. I think that's going to be an interesting game. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing um, Caroline Springs' George Cross um, up against Fitzroy City. Fitzroy City, um, there was a lot of... Lot of um, I guess last year with the proposed merger with Richmond Soccer Club, not really sure of what was heading there. A little bit of instability, but um, in the end, they've retained their um, identity. But they're up against, yeah, definitely one of the favourites. Now, Caroline Springs, um, early in the piece, cannot afford to lose any points, especially at home. So this is a must-win game for Caroline Springs. Yeah, look, I think uh, they started well last week, beating, uh, beating Sydenham Park. Um, yeah. That was always going to be a tight affair, but they came away with a 2-0 win. And, you know, things will be things will be looking good for uh, for Eric and his, uh, and his squad. Yeah, absolutely. All right, mate. Are we going to now go to our first, um, first um, caller for this, or first guest, I suppose, if you like it? Have we? Yeah, we'll look to uh, to get him on. I'm just waiting for him to uh, to come on. Um, but uh, yeah, give us a couple of seconds, and hopefully he'll be he'll be ready. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, in the meantime, what we'll do is we'll quickly have a look at the um go back go back to the NPL. So we'll go back to the NPL and the fixtures um uh, coming okay, up. We actually got him on. If you want to uh, cross, have, have we got him on? All right, there's the um NPL four. We'll go back to that a little bit later on. But um, let's go straight away. Have we got Rob Casher on the line? Hey, Tom. How are you going, mate? Good, mate. Good. This is the Galaxy. Of course, it is the Galaxy um, 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 coach himself. Um, mate, it's 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 happening. We're finally going to get some football action on the field. It has been a long, long time between drinks. Um, and Galaxy, obviously, this is you're, you're entering the Nike FC Cup at this stage now in the round two stage. How are things looking down there at um at Stead Park? Looking quite. We've, um, well, basically rebuilt our team since COVID's kicked in, so it's just yep. great to be on the pitch. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're preparing pretty well. We've got a young team, so it's fiery and it's quite <laughs> ready to go. So. What's the average age of the, um, of the of the side down there, Rob? Our team's quite young. It would be very similar to North's men. It would be 21. Yes. Yeah. 17-year-old girls, there's a 17, 18, 19, but then you've got maybe two or three girls only over the age of 25, so they bump the age. Yeah. Average up, but it's a, yeah, it'd be a team of ones, really. Yeah. Now, Rob, I, I guess at the end of 2019, Galaxy then um, was um, – taken out of the NPLW competition and then last year um, was supposed to enter the newly formed Victorian Premier League women's, um, which obviously now will be um, it's, see the light of day in 2021. When 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 the um, decision was made, I guess, by Football Victoria, did that then mean a lot of the established, a lot of the older players um, left the club um, and you were forced to blood some of the younger players? And I guess looking back in it, was that a blessing in disguise for, for the club to be able to be in that position to blood some of those talented youngsters? I wouldn't say it was a blessing. But, uh, <laughs> We're trying to look at the best things, I suppose. <laughs> the positive. <laughs> It's never nice to be relegated without actually underperforming. So, mm-hmm. um, so simple answer: um, Have we been affected? Yeah, there isn't a single player from our MPL generation still at the club. Wow. Um, seniors. So, um, actually, sorry, I lie. There's one. There's Christy Berry in the club. Um, we've brought one of those players back, which is Imogen Pratt. 
Um, but apart from that, yeah, everyone else is from the former under-19s and has come through come through the system. Um, and to be to be fair, the system's quite good. What's coming through, we probably need one to two seasons to blood these kids. And then with what's coming through in the next couple of years, I think you'll find Gallagher to be a very different out indeed. Just uh, from my side, um, um, Rob, and you know, I've known you for a number of years now, from predominantly through uh, through the men's football down at Surf Coast. But what are the main differences that you find coaching your men's football, where you had a state league four team um, against um, now, obviously the the girls? What's the, the the obviously there's a lot of difference in in technical abilities, and but what's the sort of the the positives and the negatives of of, of both, if you uh, if you can. Um, gee, that's it's not a tough question, but it's um, it's a detailed question. I think you'll find with female players, they'll ask more of the why, why mm-hmm. you're doing what you're doing. You can mm-hmm. explain yourself a lot better in detail. Um, not be not because the men just decide to run through a brick wall. They just the women will run through the brick wall, but they want to know why. Mm-hmm. So it's um, you you, have, you actually have to have a calmer demeanour. Um, Absolutely, mm. it's it's a completely different um, it's a completely different style of coaching. Whereas I'm doing the 15 boys at um, Geelong Soccer Club now with Kieran, and I can say to those boys, I need you to run 150 miles per hour at that player and make sure he doesn't score. Whereas with women, they want to know why. Mm. You know, but do you find that the boys, that the girls, sort of tend to listen, listen more, and want to want to improve, uh, sort of more so than the, than the boys? Yeah, they do. They yeah. do. They. Um, I find that the boys that I've got, are, they're a great group. But the the female players, they they're focused on on like if you tell them to bend a run, they will literally bend the run and they want to know why they're doing it. And then when they can actually see why they're doing it, they'll keep doing it because they know it's it's um, it's effective. Mm. Whereas with, a, with a, a male player, they might do it once or twice. Then they might, they might go back to a dead straight run and the other team will play out or whatever. It's just a, yeah, I, I found coaching men at low state league level, they tend to... The, um, how do you say the focus switches off and you have to refocus them yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Where female players they take in what you wanna what you wanna hear and they implement it as best as they can. And as long as they implement it as best as you can, you can't ask for anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now now Rob, on Monday night we had um on our sister program, the Geelong Region Soccer Show, um it was a Galaxy United themed program. We had Branko Krustevsky, the president, and also um your captain, oh, Emily Sutcliffe. Now Emily um Emily uh, dropped the bombshell that she's not going to be in um, on Monday on Sunday's um, uh, game against um, Mornington, uh, she's going away for a pre-planned uh, holiday. Um, will she be missed? And have you got players who are going to take her st- uh, um, her spot and step up and and um, and replace her in that kind of attacking um, position? Yeah, Emily will be missed for sure. She'll be missed, but. Saying that we've played a couple of games without her because she's had a, a little bit of injury during pre-season, so we've had some young players step into her position and they've done the job. So will she be missed? Absolutely. Will will we use it as an excuse if we come second on the weekend? No. 
And and it and it would be a big miss because she's uh, she's played at a very good level back in the UK in in God's country there in Wales. Uh, and she's Welsh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Rob, we can't get away from these Welsh people, can we? Huh? Um, no, it's oh, good. My um, my um, grandfather was Welsh. So. Oh, yeah. there you go. See what I mean? But, um, getting back to the game, though, Mornington. Now they did um, defeat uh, another Geelong team in the Deacon Ducks last weekend. Um, and um, a, a couple of the folk from um, Galaxy United happened to be there to watch watch the game. It was, I suppose, watching it more out of solidarity than anything. But as coincidence would have it, the following day when the draw was done, uh, Mornington was the team pulled out. So you've got a pretty good idea of of how to how to um, uh, take the game up to Mornington, do you? We actually have video footage which we use. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> things that we need to work on. So yeah. yeah. We- quite well and where do you think they will be the most um um dangerous i guess you don't expect me to answer <laughs> oh of course not oh, you're gonna say in attack in defense this and that whatever he's he should be a politician when he hangs up the coaching boots i tell you what he should, or the, the the whiteboard the man should go for for, for politics there i tell you what uh, <laughs> next question yeah, look, look, we um, <laughs> we'll um, we'll we'll leave it there, Tonch, because we got a load to get through tonight, and um, it was uh, it's great to get you on board, uh, Rob, and it's always nice to speak to you as a football as a football person, mate. And uh, I suppose we wish you all the very best tomorrow against uh, Mornington and with your under fifteen boys on Sunday. Who who are the under fifteens playing Sunday? Uh, Saturday in Bendigo. Yeah, okay. Saturday they're at um, Avondale. Lights. Yeah, and how just can I just, can I just wish all the um, Geelong teams that are playing tomorrow, the best of luck because, I mean, you've got to admit, with all these Geelong teams that are still in the Cup, the clubs are doing an amazing job. In Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And we're going to have one of those coaches, Ivan Hetzek from the North Geelong Warriors, joining us um, shortly. He'll be joining us after the break. But in the meantime, Rob, all the very, very best um, to you, not only, to you and the um, Galaxy women, not only just for Sunday's game, but um, also for the rest of 2021. Cheers. Thank you, No problem. All the best, Rob. Okay. You're listening to and we're tuning into the Football Outwear Show. It is episode 53. uh, uh, Don't go away. We'll be back straight after this break. Under new management, the Sunbury... Indoor Sports Centre is proud to provide the wider Sunbury community with a whole new fresh look and feel. Covering all forms of indoor sports from indoor soccer, cricket, netball, yoga, pilates, darts, golf and especially our all new Sunbury Futsal League, the Sunbury Elite Indoor Sports Centre has something for every sports enthusiast. Young budding footballers who are looking to improve their skills come in and register or trial with Sunbury City Futsal Club, coached by the highly accredited George Dibb. Be a part of one of the fastest growing sports in Australia and become a part of the new futsal pathway by representing Sunbury City Futsal Club at the upcoming Football Victoria Futsal League state titles in April. For a full overview of all that Sunbury Elite Indoor Sports Centre has to offer, please visit our website www.sunburyindoorsports.com.au, like our Facebook page or call us on 0448 445 
Welcome back to the uh, Football Out West Show program. It is episode 52. My name is Tonchi Prusak. Next to me is Craig Filer. And we've got a lot of guests to get through tonight, Craig. Um, have we got our next guest on the line? We certainly do, Tonch. And he's uh, a friend of yours from, uh, I've just been told, he's trying to uh, trying to level up the scores with the Croatian. So we've got two Croatians and we've spoken about the Welsh. We've got <laughs> Ivan from North Geelong Warriors Ladies. Ivan, are you there? Yes, I am, Craig. Uh, good oh. day, Tonchi. How are you, Ivan? How are you? Good to see you. Well, we can't see yeah. you, but it's good to hear your voice, um, mate. Um, football is back, and um, we're talking Nike FC Cup. And on the weekend, um, the North Geelong Warriors will come up against a State League One team, Keylor Park, at home at Elko Park, a twilight game, 5 p.m. kickoff. Mate, you guys have had a fantastic run so far. Can the can the magical run continue? I uh, look like I, I'd like to say uh, yes, of course. Um, certainly from uh, the games that we've played thus far and even uh, prior to that, uh, we've certainly been um, in reasonable shape, um, you know, well into pre-season now and certainly having full competitive games at that level using the Night Cup to benefit for your preparation for the season. Um, I think we're in reasonable shape. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to watch uh, watch your, your game um, against. I'm just trying to think who it was in your first round. You played Hamptons, Hampton, yeah, East Brighton, East was Brighton. it? Hampton, East Brighton. That's right. Uh, it was a horrible afternoon, if you remember. It absolutely <laughs> threw it down for the whole game. Uh, but right. you you guys played some fantastic stuff, and I remember listening to their coach afterwards saying that he was uh, it was really nice to see a a proper football inside uh, play. Um, and and last week you went away to no you left excuse me I was I, was, I think they're state league two uh, yeah, Hume, City. Hume City state yeah, league two uh, right. away at Hume at at Hume uh, Hume's ground and you you won six nil so um, you know it's 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 certainly it's certainly boding very well for for you guys very early on uh, you've got some fantastic players uh within the squad um obviously Laura Hertzik up front is is scoring goals for fun for you uh, but you've got a lot of other good girls within that group of players that are, uh, are certainly showing their uh, their colors uh, Ivan yeah yeah that's right thanks Craig it, it certainly is I mean it's it's um certainly the the initial game against Hampton is Brighton was was very positive um the fact that you know we sort of got on top of that team fairly early mm-hmm. uh, and credit to the rest of the girls that they didn't really change their shape uh, and and their formation um they played the style and that looked really attractive from the sidelines as you put it but um Heading into uh, certainly last week's game against Hume, uh, wasn't really sure what to expect. We've certainly not come up against, you know, uh, a State League 3 or a State League 2 side in that case, um, and, and particularly up at ABD Stadium where the surface was fantastic, uh, was isn't it? Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So uh, certainly the girls uh, benefited from that, were able to push the ball around, and, um, and we came on top. After a little while, we were certainly pretty tight in the first half, and then uh, gradually we, we started to uh, penetrate and cause more opportunities uh, and converted. So yeah, it's been a great build-up. Now, Ivan, I, I guess a lot of Melbourne clubs are trying to do their homework on North Geelong and, and can't can't find any information. That's simply because um, for the last few years, North Geelong has actually spent a little bit of time, I guess, um, uh, in, the, in the Geelong region competition um, after at one stage, I think getting up as high as State League one several years, years ago. Um, uh, mate, tell us, 
your your experience as a coach, but also your players' experiences going from that community um, set, uh, setting um, where you're playing against Rangers and Deacon, who are also competing in the Nike FC Cup, to coming up against teams from Melbourne in, in higher divisions. Um, and I guess the second part of that question, where do you expect to be playing this year? Um, the first part of your question is I'm, I'm not surprised um, with the standard and the quality of certainly what we've been able to showcase in, against state league opposition. I think for a long time the Geelong Regional League has been a pretty strong league um, and certainly when you look at, you know, say, the likes of Geelong Rangers, Deacon Ducks uh, and even ourselves and some of the other teams in probably the top six would be very competitive against some of those state league sides. So, Again, I'm not really surprised with some of those results that we've all been experiencing as we're playing now in this night cup. Um, again, as we're heading into this week's round, um, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, we've got a lot of um, well-balanced players within the, the structure that we have. So uh, I'm not going to disclose too much. I think we're going to be pretty hopeful of um, a reasonable performance. And I think... Well, um, you're not going to give us any... You're not going to give us any trade secrets? <laughs> Not going to give all. I think we've been uh, training under the veil of secrecy up in Elko <laughs> Park with all those trees that hide the training ground, as you know, Craig. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, I think, look, we're well balanced. We've got reasonable depth in all areas. Uh, we're also got, you know, an amazing group of under 17s players that have really, through the course of the night cup, have had a bit of a taste of mm -hmm. uh, state league mm -hmm. women's football and they've really performed, um, you know, and we're, we're shocked and surprised, I guess, uh, in a positive way around uh, some of what they've been able to perform on the park yeah and just looking at your um of your, your squad of players there's some um some um some great plays in there and like i said i've been uh, i've been privy enough to, to to see them play but you know you also have uh, um uh, uh amelia is um i hope i pronounced that right Sparanovic, who's uh, who's obviously uh born into uh, into football with uh, with laura being a, her younger sister is that right Younger, that's right. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, uh, and what position is uh, does, does she play for you? So, Amelia is uh, a, a defensive centre back. Yeah, um, defensive midfielder sort of role. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, uh, she's been. Um, it's great to see her back at the club. I think um, certainly that that family name is synonymous with North Geelong yeah. historically, and I think to to actually afford her the opportunity to to provide something back to the club, not only just for senior women's football but the effect that she has and the leadership that she provides to all the younger girls coming through it's it's amazing yeah great and hopefully you know the um, with the game kicking off at five o'clock on uh, on sunday um after the the mpl junior boys uh home home game against werribee that um hopefully they stay around and uh, you guys get a good crowd as you did for uh, for the the, the, the game against uh, East Hampton um, you know if you if you are around the North Geelong area and you want to see you know a state league one side and a potential state league two state league three side uh, doing battle then head down to Elko Park I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic uh, fantastic game of football and hopefully the weather's a, a little bit better than it was for your first game and last week because it uh, threw it down last week as well didn't it that's right that's yeah right, so. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, we'll leave you at that. Um, Ivan, all the very best for, for the game on Sunday, as well as the season ahead. It's going to be a very, it's, it's going to be an, an historic one, I guess, for the Warriors returning to State League football after a few years. So uh, it's going to be a great one. We look. Oh, dropped off there, Tonch. No, no, I'm still back on. I'm still here. Yeah, you're there. I think Tonch has dropped off. So, um, 
um we'll um listen as, as if you can't hear him just thanks for coming on mate and um all the best all the best on the weekend and um hopefully we'll uh, speak to you in the next round thanks guys all right thank you. not a problem all the best that was ivan hertig from the north geelong warriors and they'll be coming up against kilo park and there's the fixtures there on the screen um and craig will just jump off the screen now and he will try and get the um the 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 next guest who's going to be the Kilo Park women's coach Louis Trichevsky. Um So looking forward to hearing the other end of of, of the um uh, the view of the combatants there. But let's go quickly through some of the round results, round two um, or round two fixtures, um, particularly with regards to a lot of the um, Western Suburban clubs. We've got the Melbourne Knights at home to Brighton, Spring Hills FC also home to Glen Waverley, Ballarat at um, Soccer Club. They host Mazenord FC. St. Albans Saints will be also there. They'll be taking on Craigieburn City. Bo Morris are hosting Lara United. Um, and then we've also got Ballarat City taking on Geelong Rangers. That should be a good game there. Another State League One side coming up against uh, a, a Geelong Region powerhouse um, unit there. Um, then we've also got Avondale travelling away to Latrobe Uni uh, United. Uh, North Geelong Warriors, as we mentioned, versus Keylor Park, I guess, will be the pick of the action. And now on the line, we've got Louis Trachevsky, who happens to be the Keylor Park women's coach. Louis, do we have you on the line? Absolutely. Gentlemen, uh, how are you doing? We're very well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, mate, um, big game. We've heard from Ivan Hedzik, the North Geelong Warriors coach, and the hosts of uh, Sunday's big round two blockbuster clash. Um, what about yourselves now? You're entering the competition at this stage. How are the, how's the squad looking at uh, in this early stage of the season? Look, um, we've we've had a handful of uh, practice matches, uh, and uh, we've been tracking pretty well at the moment. But at this time of the season, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, to be honest, but uh, look, we've been we've been pretty happy with the way things have been going. Uh, it's it's just been one of those seasons, especially after last year as well. So I think a lot of teams are in that same boat where they're not too sure exactly what's going to happen and what the competition is and all. But um, from our point of view, um, look, we're, we're really happy. We've been able to recruit some uh, some fantastic players and, and on top of that, retain a majority of our squad from last year. So um, really looking forward to the clash uh, on Sunday. Uh, and it's our, our first really uh, our official match, and yep. it almost feels like such a long time ago to, <laughs> uh, to have a game. So uh, we're really excited about it. So we can't wait. Yeah, and how long have you been involved with the uh, the ladies section there at the at the at Keeler Park? Um, two two years now. Uh, well, actually, I can probably say uh, one year uh, <laughs> because uh, my uh, uh, my involvement uh, with the, with the senior women uh, started last year. Uh -huh. uh, I've been involved at Keelor now for probably close to, to 20 years, so I've been part of the um, uh, part of the furniture there now, and uh, and I've almost done a full circle. Uh, I started my coaching career with um, uh, the under 16 girls, and then got involved with uh, with the men, and been involved with men for a while. And to be honest with you, uh, uh, it's been fantastic to be involved with the girls. So really excited, uh, and, and really can't wait for the to the business end to start. 
Yeah, and you have uh, one of our, our listeners and um, one of our uh, uh, sponsors from last year. You've got Simon Camilleri, who's who's working alongside you running the uh, the under-17s. Um, but I believe you work very, very close together with the 17s and the senior ladies. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's been one of our, our main goals uh, is to be able to um, really uh, fast-track uh, a lot of our, uh, our younger girls. Um, so we all we all we all train train together on Tuesdays, um, and that way we find the uh, the younger ladies can you know learn a lot more from uh, for the more experienced uh, more experienced females, and that way we can start to fast track uh, their development. Um, but yeah, Simon's been absolutely awesome. Um, I always have a bit of a joke with Simon because every time I have a bit of a walk with him somewhere, there'll be somebody that will uh, come up and say, "Simon, uh, <laughs> everybody knows Simon." I, I can't believe it. So he's been, he's been absolutely fantastic for us, and the way he's um, he's fitted into the uh, into the, uh, the the coaching ranks uh, at Keelor, he's been he's been fantastic. But look, uh, at the end of the day. Uh, um, we see development as, as a really important thing uh, yep. for us. Uh, Kilo has been around uh, in the female scene for over 20 years, and we just need to continue to, to, to get better and, and stronger, and, and Simon's a, a massive part of it, for sure. Now, mate, um, obviously there has been a fair bit of, um, I guess, restructuring happening in the uh, women's game, and a lot more to come after the Football Victoria conducted their women's um, review or competitions review. And I guess one of the things that we've seen is the emergence of this new uh, competition called the Victorian Premier League Women's, which um, is supposed to be a little bit of a bridge between NPL and, and state leagues. And I guess with um, expansion mooted in the next few years, there's talk that there could be an NPL 2 division or competition. Uh, is that something that figures in Keylor Park's plans as far as the women's section to be a part of, of, of an expanded NPLW um, competition in years to come? Uh, absolutely. Um, so any any time that we can promote the the, uh, the female football game, uh, especially with the uh, the world the, the the female World Cup in Australia around the corner, is is a massive thing. Like, yep. like I, uh, I briefly mentioned just before, uh, Keelor's got a, a massive history uh, uh, with uh, with female football. Uh, uh, we're continually trying to push it. Um, where you know us. You know, state one, look, it'll be a very competitive year because we've got some uh, really strong teams in our league. But, like, we're going we're to really try and push for promotion this year. Um, but, look, uh, I think anywhere where Football Victoria can really push the female game is, is crucial. Uh, and, you know, and, and we'll definitely be uh, one of the ones out there just trying to keep pushing the game, keep supporting female football uh, and, you know, just try and do our best, really. Yeah, and you look and you you you, you look at um, the number of female players now, uh, Louis. You know, if you look at, I, I I I can't remember how many leagues there are, but I think there's six leagues in state league football of 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 women or girls football. Um, so that's phenomenal in itself. And you know, only only in the last sort of three to four years has it really established itself as a, you know, as a serious sport for for girls. Um, my daughter plays herself, and you know, I know she loves going. Um, I wouldn't say she loves going training, but she certainly loves going to the 
games. Um, but it's 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 really refreshing to to see the the, the girls playing and you know with the, as you just touched on, you know we've got the the World Cup coming here. It gets no bigger than that. So if if there's an opportunity, as we've said on this show a number of times, for women's football to really start establishing yourself, it's now because once the World Cup's gone, it'll be too late. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 I really do see um, uh, female football. Look, and and, it, and it's come leaps and bounds anyway. So um, over the last four or five years, but um, I really do see it uh, going to the next level, the ne- the next couple of years. Yeah, and um, and we want to be a big part of it as well. Yeah, we want to keep attracting more more female participation. Uh, we, we've tried to do that uh, a lot, uh, especially this year, and we're going to continue to push it. Uh, we're aiming to get, uh, you know, um, more experienced coaches and better coaches, and obviously Simon's a, a big part of that. Uh, and yeah, look, um, just just can't wait to be honest. Can't wait for the season. We want to put 2020 behind us, and yep. uh, um, and really like it's just so exciting to get to, to to be back up and running again. And and for us, it's almost felt like a little bit of a dream to be honest. It's like. Uh, last year um, was one of those years which was like a bit of a rebuilding year for us and we did a lot of work in the background with a lot of Zoom calls and training sessions and challenges for all the girls and that actually brought us uh, closer together as a team and now uh, just really can't wait to, to start playing games. Like even these practice matches, they yep. felt like, like a bit of a dream to be honest but now um, – you know the real the real things are starting. Uh, the real games are starting, and and can't wait for the cup game uh, this week uh, uh, with North Geelong. It should be awesome. Can't well, wait. good. That leads us on to the question. So, um, what's uh, what's the, um, the the format for this weekend for you for you guys? Is it is it taking it seriously to 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 really get out there and and try and get into the next round, or is it still your, your preseason? You're trying to get the girls ready for the season. Where where are Kilo Park in in that? And 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 if Evan's still uh, still listening, um, how are you going to play against them? Because I I expect you to tell us not. <laughs> well, I thought I'd ask you anyway. Um, uh, <clears throat> six up front, uh, six up front, and two midfield. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or do, do I say we, we park the bus because uh, <laughs> we're away from away from home and, and try to get extra time and penalties? Um, look, you know the season's not too far away now anyway. Yeah, so it's been. The, the preseason's been it's been it's been good. Um, it's been a gradual process. Uh, uh, we've tried not to go too full on uh, uh, from the beginning because I've I've, I've found that uh, with a, a whole year out of the game, uh, there's a lot more soft tissue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just going to be a lot more careful uh, yeah. uh, with the way the way uh, the way we train. Um, it is uh, um, a, a, um, a process for us, so um, we want to make sure that. You know, we're peaking, you know, pretty much as much as I like to turn around and say we're ready and 100% and, and, and 100% ready to go this week. Um, you know, I don't want to tell the opposition too much. I'm sure they're, they're, they're listening. But at the end of the day, we want to peak halfway through the season uh, because it is a long season. Uh, but then saying that, we're going to come up there with, with a strong side. Uh, we've got some good young juniors that have come into the side this week because not everyone's not everyone's available. Um, but we'll we'll be given a hundred percent, and um, yeah, again, uh, can't wait to, to go there. And, and North Geelong have got an amazing history, and um, I haven't I have to admit I haven't been there for a while, so really looking forward to to, to go there. 
I have uh, another thing. I have to admit, the 5 p.m. kickoff is. Uh, uh, I was hoping it was going to be a little bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, look, they've anyway, got uh, we'll they've got all it. the MPL juniors playing down there this weekend. Uh, so uh, that and obviously you know, they want to get you on that main pitch. Um, so um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward. to it. I'm going to come down on uh, on Sunday afternoon and uh, and have a look at that one. I think it'll be a fantastic game. So um, yeah. Louis, wishing you all the very best for Sunday and also the season ahead. It's great to talk to you and great to get an insight into um, um, a coach's mind ahead of a, a very, very exciting season. But as you said, it's all felt like a dream up until now. But Sunday, it all turns to reality. So uh, wishing you all the best once again for season 2021. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a, uh, it's been fun talking to you. So I'm um, looking forward to hopefully, um, Craig, I'll catch up with you on Sunday. Will do. Look after yourself, and, and thanks for the opportunity to talk to you guys. Not a problem. All the best, Louis. See you guys. Bye. Look, that was Louis Trachevsky from um, from the Kilo Park Women's Team. We're going to take a very, very short break. Very short break. When we return, he's the man, the guest, the former, our former colleague, and certainly also his currently colleague in many ways, um, Josh Parrish. He'll be coming to us live from the Jack Edwards Reserve over in Oakley, where Oakley Cannons will host Green Gully tonight. Don't go away, folks. Are you opening a new business or want to improve your current exposure to drive more customers? Then talk to our team at Principal Signs. We have over 30 years' experience of helping businesses like yours stand out from the crowd. We can design, manufacture and install a range of signs, either permanent or temporary, at an affordable price without compromising on quality. A signage supplier with a reliable reputation. You can trust the team at Principal Signs to ensure that you make the best decision for your business and your budget. We are passionate about giving you a standout experience in customer service and ensure that we exceed your expectations every time. For more information, find us on Facebook or check out our testimonials and work examples on www.principalsigns.com.au or call Ray on 0406 728873 for a quote. Mention this ad for a 10% discount of your first order. Welcome back to the uh, Football Out West Show, episode 52. We have been speaking about all about the... discount of your... We have been speaking all about the uh, uh, women up until now in the Nike FC Cup, but now it's time to talk about the uh, men, and it's the NPL football, Craig. We've got our next guest. He's eagerly waiting um, um, his opportunity to come on the show, and we're going to bring him on straight away, all the way from the Jack Edwards Reserve. There is Mr. Josh Parrish. I bet he's got a Slovak in his hand. I don't yet. I held off. I was, I was sorely, sorely tempted, Craig, but I thought I'll wait until after the show to eat so that I don't have uh, meat in my teeth during this segment. But yeah. I can already smell it. They go through several tonnes of the stuff uh, every match day here. I'm sitting in the the social club, which looks quiet now, but closer to kickoff, absolutely goes off down here at Oakley, and uh, I'm excited to sink my teeth in to this match and to the pre-match feed. Yeah, and lots of people won't know, but you're not only a, a, a host on Football Nation Radio, you're also a, a Football f uh, Victoria commentator, but you're all a food critic, aren't you? <laughs> Just a bit. I, I was trying to, to bring MPL to the masses, and I found the most persuasive way to get people down 
down to games is to advertise the canteen options on offer. And then you can then you can start sort of slipping into football. Um, so I think I've already convinced my uh, my girlfriend to come down to a Dandenong City match uh, just for the just for the pork belly roll. There you go. You've heard it first. Pork belly roll. Forget, <laughs> forget the football of Dandy City. It's the pork belly roll that does it. Yeah. Now, now, Josh, before we move on to tonight's game, it's going to be an absolute classic. Oakley Cannons versus the Green Gully. Mate, um, 2020 was a really rough year for all of us, I guess, and for Football Nation Radio, obviously going off air for a long time. But you're back now. Um, a lot of noise there in the background, which is great. The um, excitement of the studio with yourself, Ed, Lockie, and some of the other guys, it must be absolutely fantastic to be back on the airway. Yeah, I mean, we tried to stay in touch. We went off air for a little while. We did shows from home for, like, seven or eight months, um, which, you know, was uh, not as fun as seeing your colleagues in person. Once we get back to the studio, everyone's just been uh, so pumped. And we've had new shows starting. We've had a new show with Western United, which has been really exciting, getting players in the studio and doing some uh, some more creative pre-recorded segments and things. We went and had ramen with Tomoki Yamai and uh, had coffee with Ike Guarachena. So uh, uh, the motivation levels are, are really great. The, the team morale has is, is really taken an uptick since we returned to the studio in December. And, uh, you know, the, the MPL being back just adds that extra level because so many of us uh, work on the, on the commentary roster. Yeah, now, so you're, you're involved now with a couple of those club podcasts from the Western Suburbs, including the Avondale Show and also the um, Knights Train. So you've, become, you've come on board the Knights Train, but you're also involved with the Preston Fans um, podcast. And we were talking about this earlier tonight. Um, it's great to have Preston back in the NPL, albeit NPL 3. But uh, were you at that game last Friday? Oh, I wouldn't have missed that one for the world. The attendance was absolutely insane. It was at least 3,000 people there, I think. Yeah. Whatever the attendance, official attendance was, it was heaving. And they scored a last-minute goal to win the game. Uh, it was just perfect. Alex Schiavo coming back from a, an ACL injury was the guy who scored it. And could have, couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke, to be honest. Um, uh, and they're just, they're just on the up and up with all the construction that's going on at BT Connor, the infrastructure improvements, the new lights have gone in. That was the first night game ever at BT Connor Reserve in 60 years. Wow. Uh, so... Uh, I spoke to one of the, the club sponsors who's been there a long time after the match, and he said he hasn't seen the place like that since the 2007 VPL preliminary final against Green Gully, finally. Wow. Uh, I think they're going to get that pretty much every week now. It's it's insane. The, uh, the Preston bandwagon is, is definitely one to jump on if you haven't already. Yeah, and I, uh, I posted something up. And actually, just uh, going back Welsh theme to the show tonight, uh, another fellow Welshman uh, actually scored um, in that game as well, Chris David, who's... Uh, yeah. Who's well known within the Preston circles? Who has uh, who's come back to the club, having had a couple of seasons away from the club. Um, um, but uh, just going back to, um, I, I posted something up on Facebook as a fan, and I think uh, I think a couple of people along the way, Josh, where I obviously after they scored their last minute goal uh, last weekend against Melbourne City, they went wild, the fans went wild, the final whistle went, all the supporters were, were jumping on the players, the players were jumping in the stands, uh, and I actually posted up, it's fantastic to see Preston won the league tonight. Well, <laughs> if I did. <laughs> If I did, it went absolutely bonkers. But look, the atmosphere must have been fun. You, you, if you can't get yourself in front of two, three thousand people, you know, week in, week out. and we talked about it earlier on, they've, they're playing this evening against uh, Springvale White Eagles up at um, City Vista Reserve. Uh, I would imagine there's going to be a very, very healthy crowd um, watching that one. 
yeah, I mean, the excitement is, is such that uh, it may as well have won the league with those celebrations. Uh, Alex Schiavo was telling us on the show last night, uh, the Lions Den on, on FNR. It's, a, it's an 8 p.m. Thursday slot. And Dark he, he was telling, yeah, a little plug there. Uh, <laughs> he was telling us that uh, he actually got pinned up against the fence as fans and players sort of converged. Yeah. And he actually had pretty serious bruising on his ribs. He couldn't do the, the post-match interview with the club media because he couldn't breathe after that. <laughs> but he's all right now. Thankfully, he hadn't cracked any. And uh, he said, we asked him if he'd do it again. And he said, yeah, every time. But isn't that great? Isn't that what football should be about? You know, it's been a long time. You know, I wasn't, I, unfortunately, I wasn't here in the heyday of the the uh, the VPLs and, you know, yeah, the, the national leagues. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't here. We sort of always saw it in the UK, but never really uh, got into it because it's uh, it was too far away. But, you know, it's great to see clubs like Preston, who, who are historically one of the biggest clubs in Australia, now back on the route, on the ladder to, to where they should be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Victorian leagues are stronger with them, and I think the sooner they return to the top flight, the better. But whether they're in the top flight or not, they're going to be putting their hand up for national second division consideration because yeah, they've, they've got the, the infrastructure coming in now. They're, the size of the community, uh, the sponsorship that they have, Oh, they've got like a hundred different sponsors. It's nuts. Um, you know, it's it, it's a really strong club, and obviously the fan base is the backbone of that. So uh, uh, I think there's there's at least four clubs in Victoria who could who could uh, conceivably uh, put their hand up for second division selection. And for me, it's it's South Knights, Heidelberg, and Preston. Um, maybe a few more, depending on the size of the league. But those are the big four for me. Absolutely. Now, Josh, let's turn our attention to tonight's game. Oakley Cannons coming up against Green Gully. Green Gully, um, a little bit wounded. They're, they're licking their wounds after last week's loss to Heidelberg 2-1. And um, as a result, they surrendered top spot to the Melbourne Knights, another Western suburban team. Um, what can we expect from tonight's big clash? I don't think anyone was really expecting Heidelberg to do it last week after Gully pulled off such a massive win with 10 men against Avondale in match day three. But uh, they got what I like to call Katsarkist in that uh, <laughs> the, the Heidelberg United team is just so resilient no matter who they've got on the pitch. And uh, they managed to come back from the dead in that game. So Gully, Gully they're a funny club. They, they tend to do well when they're the underdogs and you know, people write them off. And I think a lot of people have tipped Oakley this week. So I'm, I'm tempted to lean towards Gully tonight as a result because they – they, they play some of their best football with their backs against the wall. I actually watched the game last week as well, as I said earlier on, and actually myself and Morgan both watched it, and we were both really impressed with how Green Gully played. They're a very, very good football inside. Um, but unfortunately, you know, Heidelberg, Heidelberg struggled for a fair part of the game, uh, but obviously two wins on the points for Heidelberg having, having, you know, as you said there, Josh, you know, come back from, uh, from the dead against uh, Altona would have given them a massive lift going into last week's game. Um, and obviously, they came away with the, the away win. So, um, uh, but Green Gully have a chance to go back um, back top of the league this evening if they can beat this this uh, um, Oakley Cannons. Yeah, and Oakley have slightly underwhelmed for me so far, given the talent that they've got in their squad. I mean, there's two FB gold medalists, the 2018 and 2019 Players of the Year, and Tyson Holmes and Joe Guest in that midfield. And they haven't scored enough goals. They haven't really clicked just yet. Um, only four goals in four games is, is not really good enough when you've got the attacking quartet that they have, Wade Decker, Joe Knowles, um, you know, Matt Thurtell. Like, yeah. It's, 
a murderer's row of, of just incredible names in, in this at this level, and uh, I, I'm, I haven't really seen him take off just yet. But knowing CT, knowing how he coaches, he's going to want to peak at the right time, and, and maybe the first five weeks isn't, isn't that. They'll, they'll probably find their strongest form heading into finals. I'd imagine. Well, you look at that. At, um, you, you look at the league as it is at the moment, and you know, nobody would expect it to end it on six. Nobody would have expected Altona Magic to be with him. Yeah, so, you know, Hume City down there in ninth position. So you're probably right. You know, the first you're not going to win the league in the first four weeks of the season. So it's about getting four out of the way and, and getting yourself ready in, into a position where you can really. Yeah, it's it's a league where anybody can beat anybody. I mean, we've spoken to a few of the, the new arrivals this season from from the Knights, and they've just said like the difference in level between here and, and New South Wales or other other MPLs around the country is the intensity and the fact that there's really no hierarchy. Anybody can beat anybody, uh, and that's that's what makes it so entertaining. I think. Yeah. Well, um, uh, speaking of another top game involving the Knights, they come up against Avondale tomorrow at Avenger Park. Should be a fantastic clash. You're also involved in the, in the calling of that game, eh, Josh? Yes, indeed. Uh, alongside my FNR colleague, Nick Dubano, we're going to be calling that. And I, I can't wait for that game. Game of the weekend for me. Uh, yeah. First versus third. A big rivalry between those two clubs, which I'm kind of caught in the middle of in my uh, racing. <laughs> involved with uh, both podcasts, yes. Yeah, and, you know, the Knights... They've improved out of sight this season. It's unbelievable. They were in the doldrums after five rounds. And, you know, honestly, the COVID uh, suspension of the league really came at a good time for them because they were playing some horrible stuff and it just wasn't working out with the coaching department. Several players, I think, needed to leave the club. They've turned over the squad pretty heavily this season. And a a rookie head coach, Steve Bevich, has handled the pressure uh, with such consummate ease. You know, he's played a much more progressive style of football. They can really keep the ball now and, and generate chances. And they're going to give Av- 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 Avondale a serious test. I'm, uh, I'm leaning towards the Knights in that one. Now, Steve Bebich, his nickname is Beba, and in Croatian translates to baby. He is a bit of a baby when it comes to being a coach, but he handles himself with so much maturity in some of those interviews on the night train. Um, Monday nights, 8 o'clock, straight after the um, football out of uh, the Geelong Region Soccer Show. Um, he must be he must be one of the, the, the new wave of, of coaches that are coming through the ranks in the um, in the um, NPL Victoria competition. Yeah, he certainly is. And look, the way they play their football this season, barring the St Albans away game, which is kind of a unique set of circumstances. You know, St Albans are always massively up for that one because it's it's kind of their grand final every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they really play with a lot of intensity, especially at Churchill Reserve. Excluding that game, um, you know, he's shown the the confidence to play a double pivot of Anthony Giselle and James McGarry, who are both ball-playing midfielders. And, you know, Knights coaches in the past, I think, wouldn't have been brave enough to play two attack-minded, uh, attack-minded players in, in those two spots without the presence of a real, like, dedicated uh, defensive midfield player. So they're, they're so good on the ball. Um, you know, I, I think they they will be welcoming a couple of players back from injury just for depth purposes. But the starting lineup um, that you've shown faith in has, has been really, really solid and, and good to watch. And the combination play going forward has exceeded anything they really put together in 2019 or 2020. And who's your tip for that game? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Knights just because Avondale still have a few players to come back from injury. I, I don't think they're going to hit their peak until they have Ute Towns back in the centre of midfield. Yep. I just yeah. think he's an incredible player and just glides past challenges in, in tight areas. And they're really missing him. They've had to deploy the likes of Joey Katabian and, and Liam Boland in midfield positions this season just because of the extent of the, the injury crisis there. But they'll they'll hit their straps in round seven or eight, and they'll be they'll be title contenders at the moment. Uh, they're just trying to get any results they can. Dandy City uh, at the uh, in last round were, did not put up enough fight, but you know, against better opposition, I, I think uh, they could struggle. Against the Knights, I think it's going to be tight. I'm going 2-1 to the Knights for me. 2-1 to the Knights, perfect. So before we let you go and uh, and sample that uh, Slovakia uh, cooking there behind you, uh, the goings-on down at Altona match, um, Josh, and um, what, your, uh, what your thoughts are. Uh, obviously, the rumours that John uh, he's no longer in the club, and um, what what do you make of, uh, of what's going on at Paisley Park? Yeah, look, I think Jonesy was never a good fit for the role. They needed um, maybe more of a tactician. Jonesy is a great man motivator, but he's not really a details guy. And with the amount of new players they had coming in, they needed somebody who could craft uh, a system from scratch. And that hasn't happened. But then again, pulling the trigger this early, uh, I think, is a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. And... I, I don't know who they're going to get in to replace him. There have been all sorts of rumours. Yeah. I've heard they've spoken to Ernie Merrick and yeah. Scott Miller. You know, they, they've tried everybody, but um, I'm, not, I'm not sure who's going to end up taking the role because it seems like a bit of a poison chalice at the moment. Yeah. Josh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, if you want to um, tune into that live stream, um, it's the NPL Victoria Facebook page and as well as the um, YouTube channel as well. We look forward to a weekend of um, some great NPL Victoria action. And, mate, all the very, very best to you. It has been an absolute pleasure catching up, certainly for old time's sake, but also just to discuss everything football again. All right, great stuff, guys. Great to, great to catch up. I'm sure I'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, have a good evening, mate. Yes. That was Josh Parrish. Um, he's a very he's a young fella, but he's very articulate. And I'll tell you what, um, Craig, and I'll tell you what, folks, he's the future of uh, commentating here in Australia. He's uh, one day going to make it, I reckon, yeah. in, on the big stage. Yeah, he's a very intelligent lad, and uh, and certainly knows his uh, knows his football touch for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we're going to take a very, very quick break, folks. Don't go away. On the other side of the break, we'll be talking to our last guest for tonight, and that is the Altona East Phoenix president, Lee Carra. Don't go away, folks. Hands for Hire is a Hands free platform that connects people looking for more work in their downtime and also businesses who want to list jobs on a casual basis. Are you finding that you have spare time and could actually be earning extra money? Or do you need a hand on a casual basis and don't want to employ a full-time worker? Hands for Hire is the app to help you fill that time yourself without paying huge fees to recruiting agents or labor hire companies. Signing up is completely free without any obligation. Welcome back to Football Out West show. It is very much into extra time now. We've um, gone quite a fair bit over time, but uh, we've got one more guest, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go away. Um, hopefully, on the line, we've got we've got our next guest, Craig. We have, um, and all the way from uh, our pre-mentioned Altona, we've got the Altona East Phoenix president, Mr. Lee Carr. Good evening, Lee. 
Good evening, guys. How's it going? Very good, Lee. Thank you very much for joining us here on the uh, Football Out West show. Um, we've spoken about the NPL. We've spoken about um, the Nike FC Cup, and now it's a chance to um, touch on the um, State League men competition. Isn't it great to have football back after last week? Yes, yes. Very, very good. Everyone's all excited. So, um, yeah, it's been really good. And uh, obviously, it's been a long time since uh, any football's been played anywhere, um, uh, Lee. Um, but how how good was it to to get football back last week um, in in your first game back um, back in in state league two? Yeah, no, it's been really good. As soon as we've been um, allowed back on the pitch, uh, especially at our club, it's been nothing but positive vibes from the juniors all the way up to the seniors. So everyone's just really excited, just wants to have a kick and. And, yeah, good to see our matches come back too. Uh, the competitiveness makes it a little bit better. So, yeah, we're looking forward to the season. Yeah, perfect. And and obviously over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes down at the club with, um, um, you know, new new women's team, more junior teams. Uh, there's been a big emphasis on trying to get uh, young players uh, to the club. How's that been going for you? Because I know you work tirelessly down at that club, um, almost single-handedly at, at times uh, over the last couple of years to keep it all together. Um, how has the hard work sort of started to pay off for you guys? Oh, it's been really, really good. It was tough at the start, but um, I've been blessed with a lot of good helpers and a lot of good volunteers and a lot of guys and, and women jumping on our committee, making the workload a little bit less. But um, yeah, like I said, Craig, we started with maybe one team a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to have eight. Um, and we've been searching for a women's team for a couple of years. And now we've got a senior women's team, uh, which is coached by Lauren Harris. Absolutely fantastic coach, fantastic person. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going really, really good too. Squad's ready to go. Um, and they've like, yeah, the girls have come on board, invested into the club too, which is really, really good to see. Um, a few of them are even coaching one of the junior teams, which is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, because we've got a lot of, uh, we've got a fair few uh, little girls uh, playing in our mini roos. So they've sort of taken that team on uh, to make them feel a lot more comfortable um, in our game. And yeah, it's working out really well. Now, we can see the uh, results there on screen from the first round, the opening round. We'll go through some of the um, key results. Geelong Rangers defeating Moreland United 3-2 away. FC Strathmore, also big winners over Kevin Thuma's uh, Mill Park, 3-0. Um, away from home, Western Suburbs and Epping City splitting the points, as did Hoppers Crossing in Westgate at um, Grange Reserve. The first historical match under lights there. And Hume United defeating Albion Rovers 3-1. Now, we'll, we'll take... We'll make special mention of that game in a sec. But um, unfortunately, Altona East at the top there, um, going down 1-0 to Layla United. Layla United, uh, are they a tough side? Will they be figuring for um, promotion up, you know, come season's end? Oh, I'm not too sure this year. Like, uh, it's really, really hard to gauge every team after the, after the first round. So we have to wait yeah. until four or five rounds to see where everyone's at. It's just been really difficult, especially with the year off. Uh, but our result on the weekend was 2-1. We lost. Um, but uh, they, they, were, they were good. I thought, I thought we were really good too. We just maybe struggled to, to score some goals, especially in the second half with a few opportunities. But uh, credit to Laylor, they defended you know with everything they got and they got the three points, unfortunately for us. Yeah, and who's uh, who's coaching your your senior men's team this year, uh, Lee? It's uh, uh, our senior coach is Terry Antoniadis. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nick Efterio is there. Is the assistant coach? Yeah, and have you had many players come through through the through the ranks this year to uh, to join the club? 
Uh, yeah, we've actually got a few um, a few youngsters. A lot, actually, what about four or five youngsters that we really wrapped about uh, coming on board? A, a lot of a few, few of them are starting 11 too, which is really really good. good. Um, they've got some promise, so hopefully they stay healthy all year and they get the experience they need. Uh, but yeah, our, our reserve boys are doing well too. They're coached by uh, Clive. Um, yeah, we've got some good talent there too. So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in the next couple of weeks and and seeing you know how they play and and hopefully again, yeah, they stay healthy. Now, it's a tough one this week um, up against Hume United. 7 p.m. kickoff there at Laura Douglas Reserve. Hume United did um, win 3-1 uh, in their opening game. Um, tough game, but nonetheless, it's, um, it's it, this is an opportunity to, to uh, uh, get the first points of the season, uh, Lee. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fantastic, but like I said, it's going to be tough over there. Yeah. Uh, they're coming off a big win, especially a derby win too for them. Mm. So they'll be going with a, with a lot of confidence. But our boys will be confident too. Like we did play well um, last week. The boys showed a lot of character, a lot of fight. Um, if they bring that kind of intensity, I'm sure we'll be all right. We've just got to you know, put the ball in the back of the net and we'll be ready to go. Perfect. Well, listen, we uh, we 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 thanks thank you for coming on and and be trying to get you on for for quite some time. So thankfully, we've got you on. We're all about trying to get clubs to uh, to come on and and self promote themselves. Um, that's that's why we that's why we do what we are. And I've got a bit of a soft spot for you guys down there because I know uh, over the years I've got to know you and you're a bloody hardworking guy. And um, you know I know you've kept that club going for a number of years when when uh, when it could have gone. Totally the other way, Lee. So uh, massive respect for you. Um, all the better, very best for this season. Thanks for coming on, and hopefully we'll we'll catch up with you later on in the season. Thanks, boys. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Enjoy. Good on you, Lee. Lee Cara, the um, president of the Altona East Phoenix Soccer Club. Uh, mate, we're going to have to get that man back on one day very shortly, um, Craig, because he seems like he's got a really interesting story to tell about the club there. But. Uh, Mate, that brings us to the end of the show. It's been a fantastic show. We've really covered almost every facet of Victorian football. Um, if, if we were going to go into the juniors and community side of things, and even even we didn't get a proper chance to look at all the state league um, fixtures, mate, we'd need two hours, I reckon. Not an hour. Yeah, look, it's um, yeah, we, uh, we 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 punch a, a lot in 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 an hour and twenty minutes, uh, um, Tonch. So um, we try and keep it as. Uh, as busy as we can to give as much information to, uh, to out there as we can. But yeah, thoroughly enjoyable show again tonight. Some great, uh, some great guests and some great uh, comments. So um, yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep doing it. Absolutely. Mate, on that note, wishing you all the very best for the weekend. You've got, a, you're involved with a couple of um, games and um, no doubt it should be, hopefully the weather should be reasonably good. I know they're forecasting rain tomorrow, but uh, enjoy the weekend, mate. I know yeah, you're you too. Yeah, um, yeah, it should be. It's a very busy weekend, but um, yeah, hoping to get out and watch a game or two this weekend. Perfect. Well, I might see you at North on on Sunday. Uh, failing that, I shall uh, catch up with you sometime next week. Good on you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for being a part of today's show, fifty-two episode fifty-two, and um, it was sponsored tonight by Sunbury Indoor Sports and indeed George Cross Soccer Club. Good night, and thank you for being a part of tonight's show.